Tonight, I guess, is a nano nerd cognito. I'm just going to buzz through the news for the week. I mean, I could. Hey! All right, enough of that. Um, buzz through the news for the week, and we will talk at you with a fuller crew next week. But, you know, hey, life happens, and sometimes you just got to do what you just got to do. So, without further ado, I can't think of any reason why not just to jump right into. The news. <laughs> it's just me. It's not as fun, because normally I go back and forth with someone here right now during the, the news bit. Yeah. <sighs> Ryan's lonely. Well, this week in the news, we had some interesting things, and the top of my list is a Kickstarter. But not because it's a Kickstarter, but because it is something that is near and dear to my heart. I have been a fan of Monty Cook and his creativity and contributions to the tabletop role-playing community for going on two decades now. I'm also a fan of the Old Gods of Appalachia podcast which, if you haven't listened and you dig cosmic horror with a little bit of twist of, you know, wild and wonderful West Virginia, you owe yourself to check it out. Old Gods of Appalachia is a horror anthology podcast that originally was started by two West Virginia natives. It's exploded in popularity, and it's pretty much just dark, evil horrors in the foothills of Appalachia. Well, we're able to play in their world. Their world is a 1920s, 1930s alternate reality that will be available to come to your table. It's really looking cool. If you haven't checked it out, you've got to check out this Kickstarter. Old Gods of Appalachia, the role-playing game, was funded in less than one day, and the game will take you on an adventure that will torture your sanity and imagination and allow fans of both Cosmic Horror and the podcast series to dive deeper into the world of the show. Uh, quote, one of the creators of Old Gods of Appalachia, the podcast, our fans have been asking for a tabletop role-playing game based in our world for the past two years essentially since the end of Season 1. It was a frequent enough request that we thought, why not? Now, here's the problem. They are amazing content creators and creatives, but role-playing games, not so much. And that is where the hero of my RPG design diaries comes in. Monty Cook picked up 
and added his expertise to the team. According to a press release from Monty Cook, the combination of the two will, quote, transport players into an alternate Appalachia set in the 1920s and 30s. It's a land of ancient mountains, dark woods, and quiet hollers containing immeasurable malice and incomprehensible madness. Now, if you're not sure who Monty Cook is, I'm going to take you back in the Wayback Machine to Dungeons & Dragons 3rd Edition. Monty was one of the designers and an integral part of the design team for 3rd Edition, which, as you know, breathed life back into the D&D franchise. He had such wonderful contributions as my all-time favorite source book, The Book of Vile Darkness. He then, for creative difference reasons, broke away from Wizards and started Monty Cook Games and has a bevy of systems and different titles that you can check out. Monty Cook is the bee's knees when it comes to a modern game developer. You know, I, I have nothing but good things to say. I have been a fan of Monty Cook since Orc and Pie. Google it, youngins. Orc and Pie. But it looks it looks really interesting. You know, you can pledge twenty five bucks, get the PDF, or you can go all the way up to two hundred fifty three hundred bucks if memory serves me correctly, and go all in with lovely printed source materials and matching dice and accessories and all of that good stuff. You know that I am a huge, huge fan of cosmic horror, so this just t- tugs at my evil, evil heartstrings. Also, being someone that is from the West Virginia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, I've bounced around a little bit, but what I would call my childhood stomping grounds would be Western Pennsylvania or West Virginia. It it just strikes a wonderful chord with me. So definitely check it out. I think it is fantastic. Something that uh, the ball was in the air, they caught it, and they are running with it. Unfortunately, in the gaming world, folks don't always catch that ball and run with it. Sometimes they drop it. And after years and years of wondering where the hell is this franchise going, someone finally broke the silence. Eric Wolpaw, a name you probably don't know. But uh, if you're deep into some video game design and some bigger names in the Valve ecosystem, you will know that that name is synonymous with the co-writer of Portal 2. Well, he's finally broke his silence and said, quote, Let's just make it happen. We gotta start Portal 3. That's my message to whoever. And I've got to agree once again. Look at me. I'm totally copacetic this week. 
Wopaw continued, I'm not getting any younger. We are reaching the point where it's crazy to think we're literally going to be too old to work on Portal 3, so we should just do it. He touched off on other recent additions, including the Steam Deck launch, which included Aperture Desk Job, which was an example of people's desire for a third Portal game. Desk Job was fun. If you like Desk Job, send mail to Gabe. Tell him you want some Portal 3. Now, obviously, the man has a reason to be enthusiastic about the Portal series. It is his baby. But Portal 2 definitely left a lot of doors open. And let's face facts, Portal was and is a very unique take on the third-person action platformer portal jumping genre. It is a game that stands on its own. I immensely loved Portal and Portal 2. I thought the writing was impeccable. The character development... I mean, come on, shit. We've got an evil massive mega computer as a villain that's endearing to you. Of course, I'm talking about Gladys. It inspired songs that were pseudo-mainstream. It definitely had tie-ins to Half-Life, another series that just... Even though Half-Life Alex is out, but that sort of fell, I don't want to say flat, but lukewarm. There is a lot of meat still left on the bone for the Portal series. And I would be hard-pressed not to agree with Mr. Wolpaw that it's time to see Portal 3 at least get some consideration. Gabe, make it happen. Another one of my favorites in the video game world has hit the headlines this week. You know, several months ago, many months ago, I should say now, boy, does time fly when you're killing demons. I was super geeked for Diablo 2 Resurrected when it launched. And apparently the rest of the world is pretty geeked too. This week, Diablo 2 Resurrected has reached 5 million copies sold. On top of that, earlier this week, the game got its first update in 20-some years, and Blizzard announced that the latter, which I could take or leave, I never got into that end of it, but the latter season, which some people love and need a new pair of pants over, is slated to launch in late April. Diablo 2 Resurrected has crossed that mark having grown steadily since it was launched, and Blizzard shared the milestone by finally announcing the ladder, which was something that the ladder fans have been clamoring for. I mean, I cannot be, again, more excited about this week's news. Diablo was very formative in my early adult life. Maybe that says something for my personality, but the evil Lord of Destruction was again an incredibly lore-rich, story-driven pioneer of gaming. 
and to see it come back in its resplendent brilliance that is Diablo 2 Resurrected, it is now, it is fun again because it took the core game, changed oh so very little, and updated it to today's modern standards. Blizzard did it right. And that's all I've got to say. Those were our top three news stories for this week. Hopefully next week, one of the two other boys will be able to crawl out from the hole that they dug themselves into. I'm going to give them some shit. Believe me, when we get off the air, I'm going to light up some phone voicemail boxes. But nonetheless, you've got your news for the week, the top three stories, some very interesting stories, and just enough to whet your appetite for next week's Nerd Cognito. Things that you can look forward to next week, well, you'll just have to stay tuned and find out, but I will give you one small teaser. Oh, yes. We're going to pull the best of the best of all of the love mail that you folks have been sending me on Twitter at IHateRyanDavid. And uh, I've been trying to convince the powers that be behind the scenes at Nerd Cognito, you know, the queen that only we hear, because she will never, ever, ever go on the air. But I've been trying to convince the queen to actually adopt that Twitter channel that's just been sitting there dormant. We'll see if I can twist her arm a little bit more but it's not there right now so also please give a follow to at nerd cognito on twitter show the powers that be that there is some validation to that platform we would certainly appreciate it but that's all i've got my name is ryan david i thank you for tuning in make sure that you are subscribed so that when that next big episode does pop out you will be ready. You can find us on every major podcast provider. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Oh my goodness, the list just goes on and on and on. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search for Nerd Cognito. Hit that follow button if you're so inclined. Give us one of those reviews. Five stars would be the correct number of stars to associate with that review. And above all, tell your friends, share one of our full episodes with the people that you know would appreciate the nerdy goodness that we bring to you each week. So that's it. That's all I've got for you. Until next week, my friends. We'll talk to you soon. No!